Hey, listen, everyone here is on cocaine and meth right now. If you don't drink that energy drink, they're going to think you're on drugs. <laughs> this is some Gordon Belfort shit. Hey, this is Aaron. And this is Scott. And this is the Work Is Not Safe podcast, where we explore your not safe for work work stories and am I the asshole ethical dilemmas. Enjoy the show. So... I have a have an interesting fact to start us off with. Did you know that in Germany, Belgium, and Portugal, it's illegal for managers to contact employees after hours? <laughs> no. That um, is a great law, and I think it needs to be put in effect everywhere. It would never work in America. There would be yeah. some, like, fucking super crazy capitalist dude that's like yeah actually we beta tested this last year and it turns out that the employees do a lot worse when we don't contact them after yeah, hours like sh show me the data <laughs> show me the data please but that, that uh what's... is gonna lead right into our topic <laughs> once you give a minds to start thinking i mean where do you stop <laughs> Oh my God! It's, it's yeah, today's home argument all over again. Today's topic is an exciting one uh, because it's everyone, every listener has one story about a boss that you fucking hated. I have a lot of stories about bosses that I hated, and maybe that is something about me as a worker, or maybe that is something about the <laughs> climate of being, uh, you know, a a blue or white collar worker in the U S um, and I wanted to share a quick story about my time as an SDR. So on the last podcast, we were talking about sales, right? Uh, and the crazy shit that happens in the sales world. And um, a lot of times uh, you get your start in sales as a business development rep or as a sales development rep. So BDR or SDR, and there's these guys and I'm not like, knocking the SDR manager title or BDR manager title. Sounds but, like you're about to, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm about to knock, I'm about to knock dude, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but not really. Um, so I, I was an SDR for a software company, and the software company sold educational uh, software uh, for uh, recruiting and for hiring and for uh, absenteeism, stuff like that. So worked this company and I had this manager and this is, I shit you not, this guy literally had like the social skills of, 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 of a fucking mute, like super shy, would never say anything. But then it was almost like he forced himself to be a normal human being. Like you remember the aliens from men in black where they're driving the human like suit <laughs> and they like rip the guy's head off or whatever. And it's like, they're like sitting there like, and then the guy's like, yeah, fucking, I knew it was you guys. This, this is one of those situations. This dude literally would just come up to us randomly and be like, how's it going guys? <laughs> or like, oh my God, we're like, guys hit the fucking phones today. And we'll be out by 3 PM doing happy hour at PJ's down the street. And we're like, Oh you know you have to fake it because you're an sdr you're new in the role you're like yeah that sounds awesome blank <laughs> <laughs> and uh there was this one time we're all getting coffee in the morning we're at the keurig machine everybody knows like 
the Keurig machine in the morning, nobody really wants to get coffee from a Keurig. And when you do, it's like, it makes that annoying sound. It's like, so nobody's saying anything. We're all just sitting around and listening to this. And he breaks the silence and he goes, uh, to the, to the, uh, by the way, backstory, um, there is a female SDR on our team. This becomes important in two seconds here. He goes, Hey, Ashley, uh, have you ever been spanked? What? <laughs> yeah, dude. So I can't really say that he was a horrible boss. I mean, to me, but definitely to Ashley. <laughs> he was like, the fucking wait. It was just it. came out Instant of nowhere. HR complaint, though. Come Yo, on. You know what's crazy? He said, uh, so it was an HR complaint. And apparently uh, what he said to defend himself was like, oh, yeah, well, I was just trying to build rapport with my team. <laughs> and yeah. then it became like a running joke on the SDR team. It was like, hey, you guys know that Bob got spanked. <laughs> Bob, the manager, got spanked. He's just trying to relate to team members that have also been spanked before. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying. Uh, what do you do in that situation? Because you're just she she fucked. literally she literally was like, um, I, 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 I don't feel I know, but I also don't feel comfortable talking about this at work. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. He just drove on. He's like, I think your coffee's done. <laughs> was that was this like a poor attempt at hitting on her? Like, like No, no, he had a wife and I mean, yeah, obviously. That doesn't mean shit. I was gonna say, as we learned last week, it doesn't mean shit if you have a wife in sales, but um yeah, it was just one of those crazy things. I just <laughs> there are some stories about bosses that are, you know, fucking crazy to me. Uh, and it, and it runs the gamut from like most of them will be from when you started your career, but it's always astounding to me ones where it's someone in like senior leadership. So with that being said, I want your blessing, Aaron. Let's let's get this started. Yeah, read it. All right. Into the stories, baby. Here we go. At my last job at a marketing company, our president and owner went on an hour long tirade to a client basically calling them stupid, ungrateful idiots, along with a bunch of swears. It started because the client, <laughs> a dentist, <laughs> oh my presented God. my... I don't know why that's funny. I, I think it's an honorable profession to be a dentist. As a, Did you know that uh, being a dentist, it actually has the highest suicide rate? Fun fact for you. Well, maybe not so fun, but for this podcast, it's, you know. <laughs> presented my boss with some cool ideas uh, that came from her receptionist. Just the standard advertising suggestions, bench signs, radio ads, and the layperson would know, but nothing so bad that someone deserves to get ridiculed and harassed over. So he, he, to all the listeners who are in marketing, I'm sorry, but I'm about to... Like the independent marketing firms, those really small ones, I swear all the owners act that way they act like they're the smartest fucking people on earth uh, i've seen it firsthand unfortunately i you know i really do believe in marketing uh and well, i know not, that it's I'm not a I know, marketing person that's also another whole nother yeah. thing <laughs> it's, you I mean, represent both sides 
that's a marketing company that uses hashtag no marketing all the time. I'm like, you're a fucking marketing company. What are you talking about? I mentioned this the other day, though. Like, modern marketing is just being like as like against the grain as possible. Like, oh, we we don't we're anti blah 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 whatever your industry is, and that that's like all modern marketing is. Iterate that and just continue that strategy for every single one of your products. We're about to get roasted in the chat. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you you guys are fucking you guys are part of the cog, the cog of current work. It's true. Uh, oh man, this one's this one starts out my story is pretty tame. Well, we'll be the judge of that. I work at a museum. The board president basically cussed me out on the phone before a big seasonal event. She was saying that she heard from other people that I was not giving 100% dedication to my job. Who the- oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, who the fuck is like, yeah, I uh, I heard she's only given 98%. <laughs> yeah, like how would they know? <laughs> Whoa, shit, that I needed to step up my game or face serious consequences. We're going to put you on a pip. <laughs> at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> You know what happens? We're going to demote you to janitor. (laughs) Everyone was pretty stressed due to the event, and I was pretty pissed. I emailed her after the conversation because it came completely out of left field. I'd never had anyone complain about how I did or my job. Tourists, the executive director, or even the president and the rest of the executive board. No one had complained before. So I asked her who did it and was or who had that problem. It turns out no one had said a word to her about the job I was doing. She hadn't heard from anyone. She just listed a bunch of her own grievances about what I was doing. Oh, Where, uh, these are She cites some of the stuff that she was doing, wearing a costume to work on Halloween, not labeling some artifacts she had brought in that had zero historical value, keeping my bike out of sight in the office, trivial shit. I told her that she could just tell me that she was unhappy with these things as they happened, especially seeing as I was never told not to do these things rather than cuss me out on the phone months later. Um, that That is the quintessential bad boss. Like, oh, yeah, doesn't say shit about shit. And then all it comes out of nowhere and it's like, you're a piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> she said, uh, I lost a lot of respect for her that day, but I was still employed. So I counted my blessings. Fuck I also found out damn blessings. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck companies, dude. Like, don't count your <laughs> blessings. Don't be one of those people that when they you're, hire you, and you're like, I'm so thankful for this job. I, you know, this was a great experience. No, fuck you. They just took your <laughs> fucking livelihood out of your pocket. Don't be thankful for them. Uh, I'm currently searching for my next venture after an unfortunate layoff where they deleted my job overnight. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck those companies, dude. Don't apologize uh, for getting okay. fired. <laughs> I lost a lot of respect for her that day, but I was still employed, so I counted my blessings. And I also found out that the executive director and the president were paying me a dollar twenty-five less than they agreed to when oh, I first no. got the job. They gave me a job description with the original pay listed on it, and that is what I was thinking would be my pay. Naively, I didn't make a copy of it, and when I started the job, my paycheck was much less than what I thought it would be. I was given another job description with the lower pay on it. I didn't make a fuss because I was hard up for money and needed the job. Plus, the museum was kind of doing some shady shit. Additionally, I was an idiot who had no backbone at the time. 
uh anyway hey i my... won't fault you for like if if you're if you're like in that grind and you don't have you know money coming in i, I get yeah. that i do get that but you you got a pimp and sometimes you got to know when you're getting pimped <laughs> that's true <dude. laughs> companies will pimp you <laughs> Uh, yeah. And additionally, I was an idiot who had no backbone at the time. I don't think that you were an idiot. I think, you know, you were just playing, you were just playing the role of yeah, getting so, pimped. And, and sometimes you gotta make that mistake to know how to, to see that it's happening to you. So now, you know, this is how you get vindicated. This is the end of it. My boss and the entire executive board stepped down from their positions after a year, I found my original job description with the original pay. Needless to say, I'm now getting paid what I was supposed to pay plus back pay. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, big that's, check. That's that's such a good ending Ching. to that. And that, that almost like never happens. It, the only way that that would happen is if you worked at a fucking museum. I don't know what like how, <laughs> how museums work or anything like that, but I can't imagine like... What are the stressors that museums face? I shouldn't say that. They probably have I'm sure a lot they have of like shit. a rush, you know, it's probably yeah, yeah but and but like it seems uh, like it would be funding. a pretty chill, pretty chill gig <laughs> unless somebody like messes with a piece of art. What was or like what, what was your boss bringing in that was not considered artifacts that you were just throwing away? Oh my god, you know, earlier in the This is my family heirloom. It's like a this is a 2018 Coca-Cola cap. It came <laughs> off of. <laughs> They're bringing in like porcelain cat statues and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a butterfly net that I got from the Dollar Tree before 9/11. Yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> did you have any family at night? No, I just. It was a dollar, and it was before the uh, it was it was like before the state tax, so you could literally get out of the store with it for just exactly one dollar. Cool story. All right, all right. Um, I I don't think that we're gonna. I mean, we might. You, we'll just put this in storage. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds about right. Bag <laughs> it, tag it, and throw it in the garbage pail. <laughs> Wine them, dine them, 69 them, bag it, tag it, and throw it in the garbage pail. <laughs> Two rules for life. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Here we go. Sales. I used to work in high-pressure sales. Once a oh. week, the director would come in and get everyone energized. They brought in, or to get everyone mentioned, energy. <laughs> <laughs> to get everyone energized, they would bring in monster energy drinks. Okay, that's a little bit better than cocaine. So we're talking after the 80s. She'd leave them in her office for the salespeople to have. Now, I like the director. She was nice and professional. My manager on the hand was a piece of fucking shit dirtbag. Yes. What, I got tired of drinking. <laughs> yeah, right. I got tired of drinking energy drinks. So I decided, yeah, I mean, you get tired of that shit really quick. I decided not to participate this one week. My boss came to me and said, you didn't get a monster, you know, Wendy, let's call her Wendy, bought these for the entire division. I said I was aware of that, but I didn't want one. He came up to me and said, listen, go into that office and get one right now. I was so stunned that I didn't know what to do. I got up, grabbed a can, and walked back to my desk and just, excuse me, left it sitting there. 
He came back and asked why I didn't drink it. I told him I didn't want to have one because my body doesn't do well with so much caffeine. <laughs> he asked me to walk into his office. Oh, man. Is he going to ask this guy <laughs> if, if you've been spanked? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I see where this is going. Why does this happen so often? No, I wasn't the best at the job. In fact, I hated it. <laughs> and he stated to me that due to my lack of energy, it's extremely distracting to him. Not to the team, but to him. And that it shows you, in my performance. <laughs> Can you imagine being like, hey. <laughs> like in a professional environment, walking over to somebody's desk and being like, uh, I don't. You sitting there silently not drinking that monster <laughs> is very distracting. Like, what? get the fuck out of here. I, I don't like your vibe, man. I don't like it. I don't know what, what's, what's up with you, but I don't like it. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Why don't you come into my office? We'll talk about this. By the way, have you ever been uh, spanked? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he, holy shit, he ended with, if you keep this up, we may have to let you go. All I said to him was, okay, well, that's unfortunate, but I will not drink something that takes a toll on my body. Good for you, but I guarantee you you're not in sales anymore. Um, just by the, I will not drink something that takes a toll on my body. Lo and behold, I end up getting fired. I enjoyed two weeks. Okay, there we go. <laughs> two weeks of unemployment until I got a call back from the same company. They wanted to hire me for a different position, not sales. No interview and higher pay. I took it and I loved it. I have since moved on to a better opportunity. Now my ex-boss, he ended up being terminated for drug use. All right, Aaron, what drugs do you think that he used? I 100%. Crack cocaine, not even right, not even pure. It's two, it's white two drugs. Cocaine. He was on the the bad shit. Well, maybe he was white because it was cocaine and meth. <laughs> oh, he actually had, this guy even made it into work. He's like he, a, actually, he actually had the audacity to request me to be a friend on Facebook. I did. <laughs> I didn't accept, but I heard from prior sales coworkers. That he was asking for money. I don't know. That sounds like sales to me. Oh my god, dude. Fuck that guy, first off. That is absurd. How are you going to try to force somebody to drink something that's meant to be like <laughs> like something nice from it? <laughs> and it's not even he didn't buy it. And he's like, he's like hey, can you just like take it? I got it for you. He's no. like... Hey, Not listen. His thing, dude. Like, what the fuck? Hey, listen. Everyone here is on cocaine and meth right now. If you don't drink that energy drink, they're going to think you're on drugs. This is some Gordon <laughs> Belfort shit. Yeah. If you don't do the cocaine, you're out of this office. How are you counterbalancing your cocaine and meth right now? Uh, yeah, Monster boss. I, I'm not actually <laughs> I'm not actually doing cocaine and meth. Oh, no wonder you suck at your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. We get a first name for this one. Jerry. And it, oh, God, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry wouldn't let me go to the emergency room after the heavy vaginal bleeding I had experienced suddenly oh. got way worse. Whoa. I went over his head and got permission to go. I called my mom. All right. Good move. Told her to meet me in the ER. The ER nurse said she'd never seen so much blood. And then there's a side note here. An ER nurse said this. It's determined that I need a couple of blood transfusions and will be admitted. My mom calls Jerry, who then proceeds to tell her that it's just stress. 
and I need to get back to work. At this point, I couldn't even lift my own head up. But sure, I can take a bus across town and get back to work. I ended up needing another hospital stay later for a D. Oh, God, a DNC. Oh, um, fuck. That sucks. Yeah. Um, they found a large growth that needed a biopsy. Jerry kept insisting that it couldn't be cancer because I'd be tired and losing weight. What the fuck did Jerry do? <laughs> what, what, who is this guy? Oh my what? god. <laughs> Side note, Jerry's an, on- an oncologist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah right? There's no... <laughs> um, I had lost eight pounds in a week and went to bed the minute I got home. I was still recovering from the se- uh, procedure when Jerry called me to let me know I was fired for taking too much time off. Five days later, I was diagnosed with cancer. Fuck you, Jerry. Fuck you. Dude, tell me, is there is there anything else after that? Mm-mm. Dude, I hope this woman that went through this traumatic experience went back to the company and was like, hey, you're whatever this guy's level was, fired me because I have fucking cancer. That is definitely <laughs> like a lawsuit waiting to happen. HR would have flipped their fucking lid. You know how some people crack beers like four people? I'm cracking a beer for OP and I'm cracking a beer against Jerry. And I don't give a fuck. I'll, actually, against all Jerry's. This Jerry tainted Jerry's so much that all Jerry's suck yeah, I, now. I can no longer respect any any Jerry's ever in my life. Oh, that was a legit. That was a big crack. <laughs> it had to be. Fuck Jerry, man. Fuck you, Jerry. Fuck you. You yeah, know, it's bad. I think in situations like that, too, it's like you have to wait shit, right? Like, this is my life compared to this job. And it sounds like she did whether that. You, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She yeah. did that. But at, at some point as a manager, there's a threshold that you cross where you're like, I have to actually be compassionate about like, let's say in the worst case scenario that this person is faking that they have cancer. I would much rather the situation that as a manager, I, I got duped by somebody faking they had cancer than, than like falsely accuse somebody of, yeah. uh, of, of you faking have to, cancer. You have to assume you're getting like good intent from your subordinates unless they've cried wolf or something. This is but what I love about the work world today. Like she went to the ER. She had, I'm sure, tons of paperwork, all these tests. Like, fuck that guy and fuck that company for letting him do it. I, I, you know, I'm on, I'm on one today. You know, fuck these companies. No, it's a real thing because in the modern workplace, what we see is you're you're watching like a war being waged i'm gonna sound so crazy for saying this shit but a war being waged between people that are just being pragmatic and realistic about work today like two years ago there was a fucking pandemic well there still is a pandemic it's just not in you know um, america we're not it's becoming um i think the word is endemic where it's like you know seasonal uh, and all of our jobs became remote. And then, you know, you saw this giant thing where it was like, there are essential jobs versus uh, non-essential jobs, like non-essential workers. 
life has changed and people that approach it the same way because they're just like stuck in their convictions as like, well, my manager told me that I have to sit at this desk for eight hours and take a 30 minute lunch. And that's the way that it has to be. If I, if it, if I can't do that and I can't teach the people below me to do that, then it's wrong. Those that that is gradually becoming an idea that is it's ridiculous. Like you can most jobs you can get done your work very, very quickly. And the time allotments for your work are independent of the normal business hours. Nine to five doesn't even fucking make sense anymore for a lot of businesses. It doesn't. And there's so many. uh... We're a global business. Okay, well, I'm nine to five. Okay, um, well, how do we plan around that? Well, there really isn't a way to plan around that. Yeah, I don't know, man. That the the whole like RTO stuff, return to office stuff. I, I just don't get it when companies have the data that shows they were more productive, like their workers, their employees were more productive, and then they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We have this giant office space we're paying for, so you have to come back. So you want yeah. reduced productivity and to hold on to some crappy shitty piece of corporate real estate just fucking sell it off except for they can't because the corporate real estate market sucks <laughs> so again fuck those companies and and, and this is going to be funny to say but hey business i am actually not responsible for your poor decisions yeah. as a business yeah you guys bought shitty real estate that now you have to sit on because you're either in a lease or you bought the office. That sucks for you, man. All right. What do you say we enter into the submitted stories? Am I the asshole? (laughs) I'm excited for this this week's Am I the Asshole. Last week's was hilarious. Um, I'm hoping that it's along the same guidelines. All right. We we have a title here. Help with interview and experience. Hell yeah, I'll read it. Fuck yeah. All right. I am a 35-year-old who got my start in marketing after college. After a number of really shitty experiences, a health scare, and just not moving up quick enough, I took a break from corporate life and started exploring different careers. I landed Let's hope a role- it wasn't like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I don't know. Health... Is this the same person that was talking about their, their boss that fucking... Diagn- or diagnosed them as not having cancer and yeah, then really. had cancer. <laughs> oh my God. I landed a role on the product team as an engineer for a small startup and I fell in love with the job. After the first year, I was promoted to product manager. The product was quite niche, a survey solution for recognizing traffic patterns for city planning. That sounds like the bo- most boring I hope it wasn't like a SaaS company because that sh- there's no way they were selling this, that to anybody. This guy watches missionary porn. <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say it. <laughs> there's no way you're like, oh, yeah, man, I you know, I fell in love with my job. The, the way that that light turned from red to green and this program scanned it and sent it back to the city planning commission so that they could more readily plan for the roadways to be clear. Actually, the more that I talk about this, the more that I'm falling in love with it. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, it sounds useful, but it sounds boring as shit. You're driving Sorry, your kids around. Hey, you know, I'm the reason, you know, I'm the reason why this traffic light here changes every two and a half seconds. <laughs> you'll Thanks. never get, you'll never get stuck at this light more than two and a half seconds. 
You understand that, son? Oh, my God. All right. In September of 2022. Dad, I have cancer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in September of 2022, the company could no longer weather the economy. I wonder fucking why they were selling. They were selling. <laughs> Uh, survey solutions for recognizing traffic patterns. Um, <laughs> I got laid off. Sorry. Uh, and it was a major gut punch, but they hooked me up with a lot of industry connections and it got me some interviews. All right. I'll give it, I'll give a clap for them for that. It sucks that you got laid off, but at least they hooked you up with something. Um, but still fuck them. Uh, the first two fizzled out. Uh, so these yeah, the interviews. That's about right. Yeah. The interviews. The first two fizzled out because of compensation issues and relocation, which is no biggie because I'm more interested in landing at the third company. Really large company and an awesome product, not to mention a salary that is 30K more than what I was making. Well, cons uh, sorry, OP, you're getting roasted. Um, but I really hope after your love for um, tr recognizing traffic patterns that the, the awesome product is something way cooler. <laughs> It's like I made a product that scans. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're figuring. <laughs> wait, 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 no. Yeah, we're figuring out how to automate stop signs at this new company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, traffic light. You a little bit too hard, but you know, you set yourself up for it, buddy. Um, so I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting on a decision for the third, but I think I may have blew it. The screening interview went great. The second interview was with part of the product team, and they put me through the gauntlet of questions, but I think I did a great job. The last interview is with the product team and the product marketing director. I mean, sounds like sounds like you did a good job on that second one. If they, they brought you back for a third one, they don't want to. The product marketing director is probably an expensive person. Having does, it, meeting, does it say so. if it's a bigger company? Is this another? Yeah, he is he moving that, from it? He said it's a really large company, awesome product, and 30K oh, okay. more salary than what he was making. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so meeting with product team, product marketing director. The interview went great, but the marketing director brought up concerns about my experience. She admitted that my technical knowledge and qualifications were great, but she said she was concerned with my years of experience and cited that experience can't be taught in senior positions like this, citing the list oh my god all the fucking years of experience uh, uh jesus christ uh i'll i'll finish it off before i this is the this is the product marketing director saying this yes this is the product <laughs> dude fucking all right i'm sorry if you're in marketing but like come on man really yeah <laughs> uh jesus continue uh, the joke <laughs> I told her that I understood her point, but respectfully disagreed and told her the story of my career journey. Good move. Good move. Changed the conversation there to something else. Uh, we moved off the topic pretty quickly and the interview ended. I asked for an update and got a message from the recruiter that said the executive panel found you, found you to be a strong candidate, but there were concerns about your lack of experience. They expect to make a decision the second or third week of March. Hang tight. Dude, see, this is what companies do now. They just <laughs> fucking push decisions off forever. And then you're like, all right, well, then I'm not interested. And they're like, okay, well, that's cool, because we're just going to promote the um, museum director to <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> to, to uh, the, the product. 
head of product. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote an email back basically requesting that they make a decision sooner and that if my experience was a concern, why wouldn't they have brought it up sooner? Fair. Fair question. Maybe a, maybe a bit <laughs> aggressive, but I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, What's going on in this world of surveying traffic? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's like hard pressed like we gotta oh, we, we gotta sit, we gotta sit on this one for two weeks man we don't know that <laughs> they're going back into a traffic survey um, the, the recruiter it's a doggy dog world <laughs> yeah here in the traffic surveying industry uh the recruiter called me yesterday and i really thought it was going to be the official offer or rejection but he just called to say that if i wanted a shot at getting the job i should apologize to the director of product marketing dude <laughs> fuck that uh, I what a recruiter thing to say! He's like playing middleman, like a drug dealer. He's like, "Dude, we uh, we got to drive all the way into the city to meet this guy. <laughs> it's the only way he's gonna do the deal. You got to uh, apologize. Jesus. You got to respect that person's authority, dude. Fuck that. You got to get in there and you got to suck her dick, man. You got to get down and suck her dick. You understand? <laughs> it's it kind of sounds like that's. This person wanted Jesus Christ. I said I wasn't comfortable doing that, and that's where we left at. We left off. Am I the oh, asshole for oh. not apologizing? No. <laughs> Fuck. <that. laughs> All right. Now wait. Dude, there's so many problems. Just right off the rip. Fuck this place. Be thankful that this happened. You you got to see. You got to pull the curtain back. Um. You got to lift up the skirt. Did, oh God. <laughs> you got to see firsthand that if you went to this place and, and see and the dick, these, well, if these concerns weren't brought up and, but they're sitting in the back of this, presumably somebody that would either be your peer or possibly, you know, at a higher echelon than you, you, this was going to turn into a shit show for you. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I just... All right. Three, three things <laughs> right off of the jump for me. One, um, experience, for a role like 12 to 15 years experience i'm it becomes irrelevant at a certain point in today's environment because there are like I, i'm learning how to code right now and there are software languages that are completely obsolete uh, and that's just the nature of it oh like, dude my favorite if you is learn that those things that yeah, ask exactly for, ask for 10 years of experience in a in a um language that's only existed for two those are my fucking favorite and like yeah. The inventor of the language will like tweet back at it or comment on it and be like, be like I, I have two years of experience. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, well, we were talking about the person that invented you. So <laughs> have you they talked to your mom? You have they, have they talked to your mom for 15 years? That's who we're looking for. Like backpedal. Um, and then the second thing is that I think experience you know, they mentioned something about how experience can't be taught, but in all reality, experience definitely can be taught because what happens is the knowledge transfer from like, I'm a, I'm a manager and I'm managing somebody, but I worked my way up to that manager position. I'm going to tell that person things that I needed to do to get to where I am today so they don't have to figure that out on their own. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm ramming a, a square peg into a round hole, but as soon as I get it round, I teach the person below me how to make that peg round and then push it into the hole. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> dirty. <laughs> but that's that's the nature of it. That that like the nature of a, a good organization is that there should be a knowledge transfer that trickles down. Oh yeah, so it that- sounds like this place has terrible onboarding. Like if they're expecting you to come in and like know everything about everything, <laughs> like. And and the third thing is the 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 way that we talk about experience. It, how do you quantify experience? Because I can be in the like if I if I can be in the marketing industry, for instance, for instance, the marketing industry that we know that we're so graciously you know fond of <laughs> on this podcast. I feel really bad. I actually do have a lot of friends in marketing. I love them to death, and they do. And it is a difficult job and they do, uh, you know, amazing things. But I could have 15 years in marketing, sales, HR, whatever the job is. And I couldn't, I could just have like, my 15 years is different than someone else's five years is different than someone else's 10 years. Yeah. Depending on what organization you're a part of. Quality experience is a lot different. You could sit in the same role for 10 years and not learn anything. If you're talking, <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, that's my point too. Is like if you're talking about like I am in, uh, I, I I can get my certification in Scrum, uh, or in project management. You can get there are project management certifications that you can get. It's black and white. You either have the certification or you don't have the certification. But experience is something that you, there's no way to quantify experience. If you've been working in radio broadcast for 20 years or marketing for 20 years or sales for 20 years, they're vastly different dependent on where you have been and what you have done. And at the micro level, it's like, what individually, what have you done? Like, has somebody literally, have you been riding the parachute of someone else for the last five years? Are you the way, like, did you arise to your role that you currently have because you just got really, really lucky. And it happens a lot more frequently than people think. So I don't, when, when we talk about like 12 to 15 years, maybe five years or five years or like seven years of experience. Um, and I'd be curious to hear, I, I know we have talked about this before, but like what, what, uh, what business is saying about, uh, or, or what the studies say about, how much oh, experience well, is actually needed? <laughs> well, <laughs> grace our ears. Yeah. So there's actually, um, this has been around for 35 years. So I don't even understand why this fallacy still exists that experience has anything to do with anything. There is a study, a very widely cited study. It's been proven over and over again, even by researchers that have tried to disprove it, that there's a law of diminishing returns with experience once you get past a certain point of experience you actually get worse at your fucking job dude (laughs) (laughs) and it totally makes sense it's had like eight years of experience and if you hold if you are in the same organization for more than it's like two and a half or three years that diminishing return actually accelerates so this whole fallacy around experience 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 Fuck that. 
it's it's a fallacy. It's exactly what it is. It's just like stupid people believing. It's the same thing with like we have to work in an office. Like I sat here and worked in an office, so you have to sit here and work in an office. I I had to climb the corporate ladder. I had to do five years in every single role to prove my experience. So you have to like it's just a fucking hey, maybe, stupid fallacy that these stupid people believe. And the, maybe, the companies maybe, maybe that you see. Being super successful, don't buy into that shit. It's a meritocracy, and that's how it should be. End of rant. <laughs> and I'm going to add to this. Maybe it's just part of like the fear of aging. Like as you age, you're like you look for ways to legitimize the way that you, or the the reason why you stayed in the same position, or stayed in the same job, or stayed, you know, doing the same thing well, for that, that probably 15 has- years. You can be like. To, to OP's point, you can be passionate about something like this guy was passionate about uh, the product when he was working at that startup, uh, even though it was like fucking ridiculously weird niche product. And I'm not going to make fun of you, man, if you jerk off to stoplights or whatever <laughs> it is that <laughs> it gets your jollies rocked. But this guy, I think this makes a really important point about business and about how we interact at work and how we move up the corporate ladder. There are a lot of people that as they grow in an organization organically, because it's like, Hey, you've been in sales for three years or you've been in HR for three years. So now you've been sitting in that same chair. Let's, let's, let's give you a a promotion to the next thing. And and then that just happens again and again and again over 20, 30 years. Um, that, those people are then making the decisions and saying, well, you didn't have to do what I did, which was sitting in that chair for 30 years or whatever. So they're equating it to. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's called the Peter principle of you. You just get promoted based on sitting in a role until you hit a, a level that that you can't, you, you are inept, completely inept. And then you just get fired. Like, it's it's stupid. Some Think people about the analogy of like, dude, like there's a there is a skill set and personality required to be promoted to a higher people, level. <laughs> like, two so, people learn how to tie shoes, right? Like uh, my babysitter is the one who taught me how to tie my shoes. That's hot. <laughs> Let's not read into this any further. <laughs> She also asked me for some reason whether or not I like to be spanked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god! You've I'm had on this it, man. I'm on it in your life. Um. At, well, she's the one who taught me how to tie my shoes. Actually, at the bus stop, she was like, "Hey, you are a fucking idiot. You, you got to learn how to tie your shoes." So she helped me tie my shoes, and I learned how to tie my shoes. Years later, obviously, now, 20, 30, 40 years later. I still know how to tie my shoes. She still knows how to tie her shoes. I think, I don't think she has like dementia or anything like that. I would hope so that she still knows, but in any event, she still knows how to tie her shoes. I know how to tie my shoes. It's not like one person can perfect it any more than it already is. Like you've mastered the skill. You already know how to do it. And you've taught me how to do it. But can you, even though I've been doing it, your even shoelaces. even even though I've been doing it less than her, we're at the same level in terms of like experience because right. I can 
I, I tie my shoes in the same amount of time. I think it takes her to tie her shoes. I don't hang out with her that much now. <laughs> I, would hope I have not. a wife in the house and shit. I don't really need her to pick me up from the bus stop anymore. Unless I go on a cocaine binge or energy drink binge at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just, I, I feel so strongly about this subject because I think that there are a lot of people that are questioning like, Oh, I, I'm good at this, but I need to just do it for two to three more years or something like that. And that it's, I think that's a trait or that's a, that's a belief that is formed as a result of, of the workplace of, of people like that director of product marketing, making a decision like a, a really nuanced decision, like, oh yeah, you need 10 years of experience or 12 years of experience. Like, why is it 12 to 15 years? Why not fucking 1,000 years? Yeah, did they actually did they <laughs> like, actually do, like, an analysis of, like, or did they just pull that shit out of thin air? Like, did they do an analysis of all of the, the people at that level in their whole company and be like, okay, they all have 12 to 15 years, so we want... I highly doubt that. Like, probably not. <laughs> I get it, too. Soft skills can't be taught, blah, 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 blah. I get that mentality, but they yeah, definitely but in, can. It's I just mean, not. Soft you, skills you have teach. a lot to do with your personality. You can, you can go to a self-development course to be uh, soft better, skills, but, like, if you're. Soft skills dick, can 1,000% be taught. Like, when yeah. it comes down to the pressures on you. Your your actual personality is going to come out like, yeah, maybe in the day to day, you might be like be able to like not do some of the things that are natural to you. But when it comes down to it, there's a tight deadline They're, like and you're a dickhead asshole manager. You're going to just default to what your personality is, unfortunately. And that's being a dickhead asshole. Oh, OP, you're not the asshole. And the company that director of product marketing or whatever their title is, that person is, is the asshole. I, it would be way better for them to just say that you weren't a cultural fit. Like that's way easier to defend than saying, Oh yeah, well your experience, you have all the technical skills, but you know, your life, like how do you measure life experience? Like, it's just a number on a piece of paper and that's all it is. If you if you blew the doors off all the other interviews and you're very technically sound and you answer all the questions detailed and you have a great strategy for your, where you want to move the the product forward assuming this was a product role and they loved all those things but the number is what's holding them up. That's pure insanity. And that company if they continue down that road, it's going to fail because that's, if that's the, they, so they just want somebody in there. That's going to be Joe Schmo middle of the road guy that has 12, 15 years experience versus, you know, I, you're 35. So, so I'm assuming you have to be pretty damn close, right? If you're coming out of college, you're probably at 10, you know, at least. So this is like, it's so stupid. You're talking about two years of experience and you blew the doors off the other interview. So fuck them. That, that's really all I have to say about it. And I've been in your shoes. So blew the doors off all the technical interviews and then got somebody. It's good that, it's good that you're not me. at that organization though. Yeah. yeah. It's good that you didn't, you didn't end up like, let's say that you don't get the job. That they call you back in two weeks or whatever, three weeks 
which is another thing, you know, the ambiguity or amb- ambiguity, ambiguity. <laughs> ambiguity, ambiguity of you fucking like uh, of actually extending a job offer. You really, this is a blessing in disguise. Yep. That, that's where I'll leave it off. Yeah. You're not the asshole. And this is a blessing in disguise. Don't walk, run away from that organization. Go to your local uh, convenience store, grab a monster, join the sales team at that one where that dude was doing cocaine and meth. You'll have a much better time. And I guarantee you, you'll fall in love with that profession. <laughs> or at least some of the aspects of it, specifically the drugs. <laughs> If you have a not safe for work story from work, reach out to us at stories at workisnotsafe.com. Want to know if you're the asshole? Send your ethical dilemma to AITA at workisnotsafe.com or slide into our DMs on social, or you can use the form on our website, workisnotsafe.com. Hey, we'll see you at happy hour and fuck Monday.